and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. Today I'm chatting to Vishal Rawal at Babylonia Fitzroy. Babylonia, on their website and at their entrance on Smith Street, invites you to enter into enchantment. Owners Pravin John Peter and Geoffrey Sage have created their own little oasis down in Fitzroy, complete with a lush outdoor garden courtyard and waterfall wall feature, and a cosy front dining room with green leather bonquette, cream-painted brick walls and antique Turkish lampshades. It's lovely by day and magical by night. They have shisha, belly dancing, cocktails, and of course, beautiful Middle Eastern food cooked by Vishal. Vishal loves cooking. It was such a pleasure to listen to the way he describes the food he makes, combining spices from his Indian heritage with the Middle Eastern dishes he's discovered and loves. You would absolutely want to work with Vishal because he's a hands-on chef, in amongst the pans at service and washing up at the end. For Vishal, teamwork is vital and making diners happy his goal. I was hanging off his every word. And I reckon, now that the Melbourne days are becoming slightly darker and more chilly, this is a place you can warm your soul. Let's just start off with a bit about you. So, how long have you been a chef? Um, well, it's been seven years I'm in Australia. So, soon after that, I arrived here, started working in hospitality. Yeah. So, started working in a pizza shop, working in McDonald's and all those things. But jumped in a restaurant back in 2016. Okay. So, start working as a cook. Now, after a couple of months. I got promoted as a chef. Yeah. That was a very quick learner. What kind of food was that? Um, it was Middle Eastern. Yeah, Middle Eastern, Egyptian food yeah. I started uh, working with. So from there, there are few cuisines we used to serve there, as I told you, Middle Eastern, Egyptian, and there was a little bit of Mediterranean as well. Yeah. So I worked there for four years as a chef, like soon after... They promoted me, so I worked four years fully as a chef. So restaurants closed down back in 2019, mm-hmm. December. So they wanted to reopen last year. Yeah. Because of COVID, they couldn't. So they finally closed down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so John was one of our customers before. So he knows my cooking. So they finally closed down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so John was one of our customers before. So he knows my cooking, so he used to like a lot. So he offered me a job that we opening a restaurant, would he be interested? So I was like, yeah, why not? Yes. Yeah. I was looking to work in hospitality again. Yeah. So what, what, is it, what is it that you like about hospitality? Um, just food. I mean, I'm very foodie. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, whenever I cook food, I feel happy. I work other numerous jobs as well, but I never feel that I'm made for that particular job, right? Yeah. Whenever, whenever I'm in the kitchen, I love it. Regardless, there's too much stress there where you're cooking. When it's busy, it's a lot of stress. But I don't know, I have some techniques or something like that, you can say, that I can just figure it out and 
divide my stress into my other stuff so mm. so good i mean it's getting easy for me now yeah doesn't matter how busy we are so we just divide our work and get it done like a team work is going on in the kitchen and that's it yeah so, so you didn't have any formal training as a chef. It was all on the spot. Is that right? Um, I I studied hospitality. I mean, I've, oh, you studied hospitality. Yeah, I've done a certificate three, four in commercial cookery. I've okay. done diploma, oh, advanced yeah. diploma in hospitality. Yeah. And I've done diploma, advanced diploma in business. Now I'm doing advanced diploma in leadership management. So I'm, okay. I'm I'm studying um, the same time I'm working. Wow. Okay. Um. So I've got all the knowledge about hospitality. So I'm just started getting knowledge about business and leadership. So because I really not need those things, right? Especially uh, to, as a head chef. Yeah, so we have like more than five, six um, uh, staff in the kitchen. So I really have to be like a leader for them. Yeah. I can't be like all the time. You know, if if you don't have any techniques, you'll get angry a lot in the kitchen when it's busy and if someone's not doing work properly or if someone did anything wrong. Mm. I don't have to be overreact, right? So if they did wrong, it's okay. It doesn't matter. We can start again. We don't need to just hold our head. Oh, I did it wrong. Nah, not like that. Just straight away, if you think you did it wrong, yeah, it's at the next place to start making that thing again. I mean, don't waste time thinking that you did it wrong. It's all right. When you're working, you're gonna make mistake. You're not machines, right? You're human beings. So everyone make mistake. Even I make mistakes sometimes. So can't be like, oh, I'm a head chef. I'm still making mistakes. Nah, it's okay. It's happened. That's a human issue. It sounds very realistic, and it sounds like you're really self-aware. Because I, I know that um, many years ago, that yeah. head chefs were allowed to scream and shout, and there was a yeah. horrible atmosphere. Yeah. But I'm such a firm believer that yeah. whatever the atmosphere in the kitchen, it must yeah. affect the food. Oh, I, I never let it let it happen. I mean, yeah, doesn't matter how busy we are, our food gonna be remain same. Yeah, if we come on a weekdays, if it's not busy for one customer, we're gonna serve the same food. Yeah. That customer, if you're coming on Saturdays, when there are hundred people there, you will still get the same food. What do you like about Middle Eastern food? Um, I would say everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really um, grown up eating lamb and uh, chicken and those things. So I really tried to make lamb cuisine. I mean, lamb dishes in a different way. In middle, adding some Middle Eastern stuff. I'm, I'm from India, so I've been growing up eating Indian food. But I don't know, since I, when I was in India still, I used to like Middle Eastern food, going to a Middle Eastern restaurant, we eat a lot there. So when I came to Australia, because Australia is not having their own cuisine or something like that. They are like multi-cuisines uh, here. So I, I thought of like, I'm going to add like Indian and Middle Eastern together. So still I'm doing the same. So I'm just adding like a bit of Indian spices in the Middle Eastern cuisine. So it's really coming up very... Um, up, marvelous dishes because anyways the Middle Eastern um, uh, cuisines I and mean, chefs they are still using the Indian spices because all the spices I mean not all I would say 80% of the spices is coming from India so they're using all the same spices what we used to there used to the back home so try to use some more traditional spices which they're not aware about yeah. So still, I'm, I'm, I'm using them now, and dishes are coming up very uh, beautiful. I mean, it's, it smells great. If, while, if, the thing is, while chefs are cooking, they can't eat it after, because while cooking, they're like full. <laughs> but when I'm cooking, 
smells so great. Doesn't matter I'm full or not, I still can eat all the dishes. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to uh, make a food looks good, yeah. smells good, and tastes good, and has to be like juicy all the time. Doesn't matter meat or vegetables we're cooking. When you're eating it, the first and last, uh, first and last spoon should be the same. Doesn't matter you have one spoon was like oh great. And you can't finish the last spoon because there's a heaps of amount you have to finish it. So I always make sure now I'm putting all the spices, all my hard work, what I have learned um, since I'm in a, since since I'm in hospitality. So I'm trying to put all the efforts for the customers and, and they're really loving yeah. and that's that's this that's what I want. Yeah. As long as customers are happy. Yeah. Those who are eating more food they're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> it's great. So what are some examples um of the dishes that you've put a few in Indian spices and what are those spices? Um, they're not like um, even you're familiar with it, all those things. I mean, just I would say like turmeric, chili powders, um, five spice, seven spice. Five spices are like cloves, cardamom, star anise, cinnamon sticks, and black pepper. So these are spices. These are the only spices you just need to combine which each other. I mean, if you if five spice goes with other spice, it won't be good. The five I know the five spice. There are other particular spices. If you add them together, the flavor would be different. Mm. And all the spices can't go with each dish. I mean, the lamb needs some spice. The fish needs some spice. Chicken needs some spice, right? So you need to try them like heaps of time to get the good flavor. And uh, right, so the fish has a lean meat, right? So it needs very light spice. If you put, if you put like a few spices on the fish, it ruins the taste of the fish. You are eating only spices, lambs, thick meat. You need more spice on it. If you put a light spice on it, you would just eat. You're just eating a lamb has no salt, no pepper, no spice on it. So you need to make sure they're putting extra spice on it and you need to marinate the lamb for few hours not like overnight if you put overnight it ruined all the juicy like ah. if you're eating lamb you need a juice right if you marinate the lamb overnight it'll ruin all the juice in the lamb it sucks the uh, spices it has some uh, citric in it citric acids normally lam uh, lemon does uh, have citric acid but some of the spices do have citric in it if you leave that spice with the lamb it's just waste if you're cooking it you're having it you, you'll be annoying you'll be disappointed after so I did we, not know that because lots of recipes say to marinate lamb overnight yeah don't they? only uh, yeah normally I don't know I, I tried it and I feel like now I, people are doing it wrong way mm. so you have to because I tried it so many times right yeah. and I whatever food I make for trial I get like few people like the owners or friends so the managers they're sitting and having it everyone's telling me the different things right so I have to m make a note on it the next time when I'm making it I'll make sure that that thing is not happening again mm. back on your question like overnight thing only chicken is a thing which you can marinate overnight mm. um, because chicken you can't normally chicken has to be well done if it's not well done people feel like they're eating raw chicken and it's a mentality in everyone's mind that if you're eating a raw chicken 
they they'll be ending up getting food poisoning or something like that. So they are right in, at their place. Chicken has to be well done. If you find bit juice in it, you won't get the good taste from chicken. You feel like it's raw. But if you're eating a red meat, steak, or lamb, it has to be juicy. You, you need to see the redness in there. Because well done chicken, you'll be chewing, chewing, and your jaw will be like, oh, I can't <laughs> eat it, right? Yeah. So the chicken has to be well done. You can overnight marinate overnight, no problem at all. But for the lambs and red meats, it has to be for a particular time, not overnight. If you bring overnight, you're ruining the meat. So it sounds as though you do a bit of a lot of experimenting and trying things out. Yeah. Where else are you getting your ideas for Middle Eastern dishes, the ones you've got on the menu here? Um. I'm all the time this Google there. Mm-hmm. I've been searching on other different dishes. I'm following a few uh, good chefs who have experience from the last 40 to 50 years. Following them as well. Um, checking the updates at what's going on there because I've been in Dubai like a couple of times and tried their food. That was good too, but I really wanted because I expect more about that. And I, and I tried their food, I wasn't really happy tastes really good but being a chef being in industry I wasn't really happy from the taste so when I came back to Australia and I tried the same dishes adding my spices and came out like really good I mean mm. people loved it and at my other place as well when you used to make with the head chef and they were like they were really happy with it and we used to add on the menus and people always enjoyed having yeah. those things yeah. yeah. So when people come to Babylonia, um, what do you suggest if they want the full experience? What should they order? Um, well, I want them to come again and again to try all the things, <laughs> but um, can't suggest you just one thing because all the things are made from my heart, right? But, but do you start with like smaller? Are there smaller dishes and then bigger dishes? Are there? Yeah. So if we, I would say falafels. I mean. Um, Fluffles you normally have at other places because I I love fluffles a lot, right? So I I tried all the fluffles all over the Melbourne back in Dubai, right? I find them a bit dry. Mm. I don't want dry fluffles, right? So I I tried making fluffles. It's been like twenty. I'm trying them, so I came with the beautiful recipe now. Our fluffles are not dry. When you eat it, you'll feel like they're just melting inside your mouth mm. and you're just eating it and you keep on eating you can't stop yourself eating fluffles yeah this is I feel in because we're selling a lot yeah so I would really recommend someone if coming over try the fluffles we are normally if you go at restaurants you'll find only green fluffles so we are making the red fluffles here as well oh what is makes that, it red um can't disclose that oh. but yeah um they are I would say they are they're up to the beans. I mean, you're using we're yeah. using fava beans and chickpeas and a bit of lentils in it as well. Normally, restaurant they're just uh, making fluffles from chickpeas. Mm. Chickpeas are really dry, mm. and that makes fluffle very dry. So we adding fava beans and lentils. They have kind of, I would say, fat and a good carbs in them. So that really makes them juicy. And we're adding like vegetables, a good vegetables. Mm. Um, so in red fluffles we have a red vegetables not just vegetable there are a few other things which you can't really disclose but they're very healthy Love things yeah. and in green fluffles yeah, we are adding green green vegetables yeah 
yeah, a lot. And you do hummus as well? Yeah, we do. And because I know that um, I've spoken to some Israeli chefs and they always say like their mothers and so on have got the recipe for, yeah. hu- for hummus. Hummus, you... um, uh, used to, my mother used to make hummus oh. back home as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still using that recipe yeah. here. Uh, our hummus is not that thick. Right, it's it's like it's not even a, it's like a sauce, like it's like in between somewhere. Mm. It's really smooth, mm. really rich. When you eat it, you'll feel like oh, it's amazing. Mm. I'm eating tahinis in it, sesame, lemon, garlic, hummus, olive oil. So we're using like extra extra virgin olive oil, a very good olive oil to make tips. So same as has hummus, use a good olive oil, a good chickpeas. And I'm sometimes adding fava beans in there as well. Okay. So they're, f- they're a mixture of few beans we're using uh, in Babylonia mm. to make uh, to make a dish very rich, very delicious, very smoothie. Mm. So wh- whoever is having it, they need to feel the smooth taste. It shouldn't be harsh. It shouldn't be so light. When you're eating, you're feeling like you're eating food, right? You're yeah, yeah. drinking something. Yeah, 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 that's right. And what about bread? Because I know that there's all kinds of... Yeah, good and bad. Just, yeah, we're just using pita bread, just yeah. normal pita bread. Uh, yeah. You find in every restaurant. Bread's the same. I mean, as long as uh, we're bakery, so we're trying different sort of uh, breads. But we're using just one pita bread here. Yeah. Just a normal bread. Just you can find at home as well. It's just like home cooked bread. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so it's very simple, simplicity. But the main things are the dips you're having with, right? Okay. The bread itself tastes very good because we're adding touch of salt and sugar in it. Makes like you can eat the whole bread with the ciabatta and olive oil because we cook bread in olive oil. Yeah. The olive oil gives a good flavor in the bread as well when you cook in a pan or on a grill yeah. on the oven. So it gives a good flavor as well. Yeah. So you can even eat the bread itself. <laughs> I sometimes feel like when I'm not feeling like eating anything, I just have a bread with olive oil. Yeah. Add some feta cheese on top, roll it, have it a coffee, it's beautiful. Yeah, it'd be delicious. Yeah. And what about um, Middle Eastern desserts? So I'm uh, using, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making uh, omali. Omali is like croissant pudding. What kind of? Croissant pudding, croissants. Yeah, it's oh. just croissant pudding. Okay. And other we have a uh, sticky date pudding. Yeah. Uh, sticky date pudding is just, just a cake, like a date cake. Yeah. And we are making our caramel sauce here. Something with the good vanilla ice cream. Mm. This is beautiful. Mm. Omali is just normally a croissant pudding. We're making our uh, creamy milk here. So we just cut the croissant into cubes, small pieces, heat that uh, homemade milk we make for the pudding, pop it on top, baking oven for 10 minutes. Mm. It just give a crispy texture from top and soft from the bottom and crisp from the uh, top. So it's very beautiful. Yeah. Very rich. Wow. How often do you think you'll change your menu? Um, it's been like, it's our 10th week going on, to be very frank. So yeah. from next month, we'll be taking off some of the items. Yeah. And we'll be adding some winter items. We'll be adding soups as well. Okay. So yeah. So we plan to add like lentil, pumpkin, seafood and lamb soup in it. Yeah. So still I need to figure out with the owners with what soups they want because We'll be having four or five soups, but we'll be serving like one soup one day, another soup that day, right? Sure. 
so because winters are coming everyone needs something warm things yeah so we'll be having soups on we'll be having lamb shanks on yeah and what would you say to someone a young person who is thinking about becoming a chef what would your advice be to them um look not everyone can become an engineer not everyone become a chef not everyone become a doctor um if someone really want to be a chef they have to be very calm they and very confident what they are doing and they know what they are doing uh because it's very challenging working in a kitchen to be very frank when you have a number of orders a big orders sometimes when i started working and i used to feel like oh shit how am i going to do it because when you have like 100 200 people sitting in a place and you're serving them if you got a one single small complaint it affects a lot mm. in a kitchen so you can't really concentrate because that small thing is just going around in your mind and you because of that only thing you'll spoil all the other things we uh, need to do mm. so you have to be very calm you don't need to be nervous all the times in the kitchen you have to be confident doesn't matter if you got small complaints that's all right you can think about it later but at that time you have number of orders you need to make sure that you're serving good food to the customer so you're not getting another complaint whoever wants to any anyone can be a chef to be very fun those who know cooking those who love cooking they can be a chef but apart from those things you need to tackle the problems you need to tackle the hardship you need to make sure you're treating your staff well you're not all the time you're screaming on them right because no one can bear it no one no one can hear it because if you if you give respect to others you will respect you'll, you'll get it back so this is i'm following it like i respect each and every one doesn't matter dish washer kitchen or cook i'll i'll treat them the same i never i never tell them to call me a head chef or something call me by name mm. and we always work like a team doesn't matter if if my dish washer is like working from like 2 to 3 hours i know he he or she is tired now so i tell them just relax and i'll jump on your dishes i'll wash the dishes Wow. It's it's not like I can't wash the dishes. I always do. I clean the dishes. I wash the dishes. Sometimes I work with the prep uh cook, line cook. So I I do all the things. I mean, I jump at their place and do it. So when I do that, they feel glad that oh, we are working with a good man. We are not like who is just sitting or standing there and ordering us to do it. I never do that. I always jump with them and do the same thing they are doing. Yeah. Even if they're cleaning the things if they're cleaning the floor sometimes i used to do mop as well with them so it, it not make me like smaller something like that i feel like doing it i don't want standing on their heads and watching them now yeah. never so yeah i always just want to work in a team not i just don't want to run a team i just want to work with my team in between them and just one of them I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so That's much so for right. your time. That's all right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with the Chef with Vishal Rawal at Babylonia Fitzroy. If you want to experience all the greatness for yourself, which of course you do, you can savor Vishal's food at Babylonia Fitzroy at 129 Smith Street in Fitzroy. You can also follow the restaurant at Babylonia Fitzroy. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with the Chef. 
And if you want to read the chat, you can head to my website, www.conversationwithachef.com. I would absolutely love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or click follow on Spotify so I know you're there. Once again, thank you. Have a great day. See you next time.